Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Shred Stakes. Glad you guys all could be back here and joining me on this great Friday. And I want to just give a shout out to my buddy, Max Reinhofstetter, the co-creator of Wave 4 Band Again. Follow their music. He's going to be producing his own album soon. Just wanted to at least give him a little bit of recognition on this platform. Also wanted to thank Jack Harlan again, former Columbia and Amherst athlete, for his great insight the other day on my show. Now today, with all those NBA games that happened last night, there are a few key takeaways I want to get into from each game and explain why, one, the Dallas Mavericks are a choking team this year. Two, why the Clippers are probably the favorite to win the West. Three, why the Pelicans are never going to make the playoffs this year and they're too immature. And four, the Blazers could legit give the Lakers a tough time in the first round. So I'm going to start with the Mavericks Clippers. Now, why do I think the Mavericks are a choking franchise? Simple. Let's get into their game last night. And let's get into actually who the Dallas Mavericks have been this season. They've had 18 losses when the game's been between five points or less, including two in the bubble against the Rockets, against the Suns. And they're 17 in the West. So just think about that logically. Last night, they got outscored 35 to 24 in a 15 point loss. They were down by four entering the fourth quarter. They headed down to two with eight minutes to go. Luka Doncic is not good in the fourth quarter. Shoots 35% and 17% from three when it's five minutes or less on the clock. Porzingis, he actually had a pretty good fourth quarter yesterday. I'll give that to him, but he's not a clutch player. He didn't make clutch shots against the Rockets. He didn't make clutch shots against the Suns. And they beat the Sac. And then look, the Mavericks beat the Sacramento Kings. They are not a. They are. They are a choking team this year. They choke in big moments, and that's why they're not going to beat teams right now in the West to get far in the playoffs. They will make the playoffs now, but that's something that Luka Doncic takes and needs to take in his next step. He has hit clutch shots. I'm not saying he hasn't hit clutch shots, but he's not a clutch player yet. Just look at his numbers. His numbers aren't good in the clutch. Overall, in the fourth quarter, he shoots 40, 41%. That's not good either, right? And he shoots, again, when the, when the critical five-minute period, he shoots 35% and 17% from three. For the year, he shoots 31% from three and about 46% from the floor. So, again, he's a very good player, great player. Obviously, a top 10 player in the NBA. He's unbelievable. And I'm not taking anything away from him as a player. I think he does a lot of great things well. But him and Porzingis are right now a little too young, and they're trying to figure out how much moments. Now, you know why these are good for them, though? Because this is a good experience for them. They'll get to the playoffs, and they'll learn from their failures against the Clippers. Because they're in, they're in these games. It's not like they get blown out. Like, they're in these games. But they don't know how to close yet, and that's the reason why they don't get over the hump. Now, the Clippers, on the other hand, do know how to close games, and they have Kawhi Leonard, who gave you 29 points last night. Paul George, who gave you 24 points last night. Aviga Zubac, who shot 100% from the floor, gave you 21 and 15 last night. The Clippers don't even have their full squad together, and they're still trying to figure it out. They still take some games off against like the Phoenix Suns. But when big games come around, they're always ready to play. The one thing I criticize the Clippers for is, like, in the first couple rounds, they just can't take the team they play lightly. They can't take the Mavericks lightly. They can't take the, let's say, the Nuggets. Let's say the, the, the Nuggets. They can't take the Nuggets lightly, right? And they won't. I don't think in the playoffs they will. I think they have a, 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 a 
generation that has worked really well for them and allowed them to get to this level. And that's, I think, the reason why I think, even though I, I had the Lakers winning the championship, want the Lakers to win the championship, the Clippers look more exciting at that. Them and the Rockets right now are playing a lot better. Now, the Lakers could just be taking games off. I don't know. But the Lakers don't look very good. But getting more back to the Mavericks, the Mavericks are going to be a very good team moving forward because they have Dostich and Porzingis. And Porzingis is playing great. I will give him that. He's scored 30 points or more in three of the four games of the bubble, which is great for him. He's playing the center position. He looks really comfortable with Dostich. He looks really good doing being able to take that to him. And he played really well against the Clippers last night. Shot 9 or 19 from the floor. He had nine rebounds, five assists, you know, a block. And he had 30 points. I mean, he played a great game last night. He led the Mavericks in scoring. Now, Doncic had 29 points last night. Shot a good percentage, but he only had three rebounds and six assists, which is what the Clippers are going to do to him. They're going to make him beat them without doing all the other crazy stuff. He's not going to be able to get 15 assists against the Clippers because the Clippers are not going to allow him to do that. And I think for him, it's a good learning experience to be able to go through the playoffs and try to learn how to be more clutch because – Again, they are the worst team in the NBA with five minutes or less and without closing out games, according to the numbers. And that's why the Mavericks, in my opinion, are a choking team this year. I don't think they will be because Johnson's important is I think we'll figure it out because Rick Carlisle, is a, Rick Carlisle is a great coach and he will help them figure it out as they move forward. Now jumping into the second game I wanted to get into, which is the Blazers beating the Nuggets 125 to 115 last night. And I want to, I just want to say the Blazers look incredibly impressive right now. And I think that's all because of their culture, the way they need to, they know how they have to win the talent they have. Damian Lillard had 45 points last night, 11 threes. Yusuf Nurkic had 22 points and seven rebounds. Gary Trent Jr. had 27 points on seven threes and was 10 of 15 from the floor. So if you think about that overall, and C.J. McCollum only had 13 points last night, and they still beat the Nuggets, right? So if you look at that over the time, they look really impressive and really put together as a, as a franchise. And I think that's crucial for them going forward because if they're able to continue playing like this, they could legit give the Lakers a tough time in the first round. Now, here's why. They have Melo, who's a clutch performer, Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic, Gary Trent Jr., Zach Collins, Hassan Whiteside, they have, a very, they have a talented enough offensive team to compete with the Lakers. If the Lakers are playing like they are now, Portland can legit beat the Lakers right now, the way, they play, the way the Lakers are playing now. The Lakers are full strength. It could, I would say it would be a six- or seven-game series because I think Portland's good enough to challenge in the six games or seven games. And that's because Portland is skilled enough. They have the talent. They're not good defensively, but they rebound the wall, ball well. They have – Really skilled bigs in Nurkic, Collins, and Whiteside. They have two of the best guards in the league. And then they have Mello, who's a superstar and a clutch performer, a great third option for that, or fourth option for that team. So you think about that, that team can legit be – that team's one of the scarier eight seeds I've ever seen in my life. If I were the Lakers, I would not want to play the Portland Trailblazers in the first round the way I'm playing right now because Portland is looking really good. They just beat the Rockets. They beat the Nuggets. They're 3-1 and one in the bubble. So, and they should and they, you know, they came back from a 24 point deficit and almost beat the Celtics. So they really could be four and right now in the bubble. And yeah, I think Portland, again, I think Portland has a legit shot because of their talent, the way they're playing 
and I think their maturity and also the way the Lakers are playing right now. So those four reasons I think are the real reasons why they could definitely beat the Lakers or push it seven games. Speaking of the Lakers, the last night they played horrible against the Rockets, lost 113-97. James Harden scored 39 points. Anthony Davis only had 17 points in three of those in the second half. And what does this mean for me? Anthony Davis is not ready to take that next step because he's inconsistent. I don't know what I'm going to get from Anthony Davis night to night. LeBron James, I will probably know in the playoffs what I'll get for him. And the regular season, I don't really care as long as LeBron James starts playing a little bit better toward the end. That's fine. But the problem is Anthony Davis has games where he has 34 points against the Clippers, 42 and 12 against the Utah Jazz. But then he has nine points against the Oklahoma City Thunder, 14 points against and on seven shots against the Toronto Raptors, 17 points last night, but only three in the second half. Now, what what is he doing? In my and in my, in my opinion, he's not you know, he's not allowing his talent to show off in some of these games. Especially when you've got like PJ Tucker on you last night, you should just dominate him. But go inside, don't shoot any threes, don't shoot jump shots, take him to the basket and just score on him every time. This is what Montres Harrell's gonna do to him. He's gonna get physical with him. PJ Tucker's a physical defender. Maybe you have like Robert Covington or Jeff Green on him. And they should score 30 in that game. Right? And like they're they can play the Rockets in the second round. And I'm not you know, jumping to conclusions right now because it's the Lakers, I think, are going to be fine in the playoffs roll around. But they, they aren't playing well right now. And, they, and Anthony Davis needs to get that sort of alpha dog mentality. Because I know LeBron has it, but Anthony Davis is very inconsistent when he has it and when he doesn't. He, he's not a good fourth point, fourth quarter scorer. He had no points against the Raptors. He had two, two points against the Clippers. He's only scored 10 points total in the four games against the Clippers in the fourth quarter. He only averages three points in the fourth quarter. And Again, he had none last night. So if the Lakers are going to beat the Clippers, it can't just be give the ball to LeBron James in the fourth quarter and tell him to go get 15 points in the fourth quarter win the game. Anthony Davis has to score in the fourth quarter as well to keep the Lakers an honest team and not have the entire defense suck to LeBron. Because if you think about it critically, the Clippers are built to beat LeBron James. They're not beat to build Anthony Davis. They're going to put Montrezl Harrell or Vika Zubats on him. Now, both great players. I, I like Zubats a lot, and Montres Harrell, when he gets back, is a great player, obviously. But they're not good enough defensively to stop Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is one of the best talents in the NBA, but it's his consistency that bothers me. Not defensively, but offensively. Like, you have to have a little bit more of that alpha dog mentality to go in and do that kind of stuff. Now, the reason I say that, too, is because he's just such a great talent. He should be able to go out there and get it done. And that's really where I think it's important for him to go out there get it done, showcase to the, the world what he actually can do. Now, lastly, I wanted to get, speaking of alpha dog mentalities, kind of having a level of maturity, the Pelicans have none of that. And people are say, well, what about Zion Williamson? He plays hard. Does he, though? Like, 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 let's look at that critically. He had one game in the bubble so far where he's had more than three rebounds. More than three rebounds. Now, he didn't have many restrictions the first couple games, right? He played 15 minutes and had one rebound. He had played 14 minutes and had two. He had seven rebounds and 23 points in 25 minutes against the Grizzlies. But then he had in 22 minutes last night, he had two rebounds, no steals, no blocks, and two assists. Now he had 24 points on 10 of 12 shooting, 
But who was he playing last night? Was he playing the Lakers? No. Was he playing the Clippers? No, he already played the Clippers. He's playing the Rockets. Uh-uh. Mavericks? Nope. Nuggets? No. He played the Sacramento Kings, who are 29-39 the season, and have Bielitsa guarding him. Now, is a fine player, but is he P.J. Tucker? Is he Anthony Davis? Is he Michael Porter Jr., Paul Millsap? Or is he Kawhi Leonard, Paul George? No, he's, he's, he's none of those players. Not even close to any of those guys defensively. Maxi Kleba, nope, not, not him either, right? He was going against the Sacramento Kings, and they lost by 15, like 140 points to Sacramento Kings, and they and led a guy named Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is a good player, averages 14 points a season, a good player, good second-year player for the Kings, to score 35 points yesterday. And then De'Aaron Fox scored 30 points. Harrison Barnes had 22 points yesterday. Harrison Barnes is a good player, but that's the problem with the Pelicans. They allowed 54% shooting and 49% from three. So – what are they going to win a game like that? Absolutely not. Because they did, here's the problem with the Pelicans, and I want everyone to understand why Portland is going to make the playoffs over them. And it's over these. So I'm going to give you the reasons that they're going to give that Portland's going to get over them, and why the Pelicans won't make the playoffs until they're ready, until these things happen. So here's the reason why Portland's going to make the playoffs they have a level of maturity, they have a level of continuity, they have star talent who's been there before, and they have a really good coach who's been in playoff moments. Well, now the Pelicans have a good coach so that they should be able to get the playoffs, right? Nope. Here's the problems with them. Zion Williamson is a problem for them. Now people are going to look at that and say, what are you talking about? Zion Williamson's averaging 23 points and seven rebounds in a year. He's doing a great job. He's just an unbelievable percentage from the floor. Well, let's look at what he actually contributes besides scoring. Let's look at it critically. Rebounding in the bubble. Like I said, he's had one game that he's had more than two rebounds. And that was against the Grizzlies. He had played 22 minutes last night and had two rebounds. Now, let's talk about defense. He has one of the worst defensive win shares on his basketball team. Teams target him because he's out of shape and overweight. He can't guard anyone at all. Can't guard anyone. Look at his defensive win shares. He can't guard anyone at all. Cannot guard anyone. And that's because he's out of shape. He can't move as quick laterally as he did in college. He has bad defensive tendencies because he gambles a lot. And that's the problem with Zion Williamson, to be honest. That is a real problem with him. And that is all going to be the reason for why the Pelicans don't win the playoffs. He's a big problem in that. Unless he gets in shape and gets back to where he was at Duke, playing with that same level of effort, the Pelicans will never be a good basketball team enough to win the playoffs. They're, they're not, they just won't be good enough. And it's, and it's just the, the truth. It's just what, who they are. Now let's look more deeply into this. Who, what else is their problem? The inconsistency of Lonzo Ball and the immaturity of Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is a very good player. Great talent, all-star. But he's immature. He doesn't, he doesn't know yet how to win. He doesn't know how to yet take over those clutch moments yet. He doesn't play well with Zion. So there's a level of immaturity there. There's a level of just not wanting to win or winning, wanting to win, but not knowing how to do it. Lonzo Ball, you don't, you don't know what you're going to get from him one night. One night, he'll give you 15 points. Another night, lay against the Jazz, he'll go 2 for 12, 0 for, 0 for 4 from 3. Just won't contribute anything to the floor. And he can pass the ball well, but 
the Pelicans can't just be an offensive-minded team. They've got to be able to defend, and they have no one that can defend. Derek Favors is too slow. J.J. Redick is too small. Drew Holiday is your only legit defender. Your only legit defender is Drew Holiday. Think about that. You're, you only have one defender that can guard people. Zion Williamson can't guard anyone. Brandon Ingram can't guard anyone. He's too skinny. Derek Favors is too slow. Now, Josh Hart might be able to defend some people, but the Pelicans allowed 140 points to the Sacramento Kings last night. So if you're telling me they're going to make the playoffs, you are not making any sense. They're 1-3 and three in the bubble. Portland is 3-1. and one. Memphis is, is, is playing horrible right now. They're, they're probably going to lose again today. So if you're thinking about it crit- critically, critically, there's no way – the Pelicans are going to make the playoffs. There's no way. It's because the Pelicans are way too immature. They don't know how to close games. And they don't know how to get up to for big games either. So, at the end of the day, the Pelicans are just not good enough to get in the playoffs. Zion Williamson right now is not good enough to be that upper echelon superstar yet. Until he gets a jump shot, which that's – even if he doesn't have that, that's not the, the issue really. That has big an issue. His big issue is his conditioning. Everyone was marveling about the fact that he was just so big and strong and whatever. He weighs like 295 pounds, and he's 6'6". There's only so much you can do, and, he, and he's out of shape. He only played five minutes at a time, and he produces a lot of the offensive end in terms of scoring, but he doesn't rebound. He doesn't defend, and that's all conditioning. You watch against the Memphis Grizzlies. He got blocked in a layup by Valachunas, and then he couldn't even run up and down the court. They had to take him out because they only played five minutes in the fourth quarter. Until they honestly put him back in, but they only can play him for four or five minute stretches because he's out of shape. And that's going to be a problem for his whole career because he's got a unique body type and a unique skill set and athleticism with it, but that's not going to allow him to be successful at the end of the day because he doesn't have the conditioning to play 82 games and compete at that high level every night. So that's the problem with the Pelicans right there. Now, tonight, I want to also go into the last thing I want to talk about the Boston Celtics play the Toronto Raptors tonight. And look, the Celtics were my original pick to get out of the East. I am very high on the Toronto Raptors. And how Nick Nurse didn't win the coach of the year I, baffles me, to be honest. Like, Mike Budenhoser and Billy Donovan were more qualified than Nick Nurse. Billy Donovan led the, the, this lottery team like Thunder to the 60 in the West. That's incredibly impressive. Budenhoser led the Bucks to the best record in the league. They had that last year. So why should he get it again? Nick Nurse took a team without Kawhi Leonard, without Danny Green, two big stars for the team last year, and they have a better record right now than they did when Kawhi was there at this point in the season. And they're probably, in my opinion, make the finals again. Why is Nick Nurse not coach of the year? I don't get that. But getting into the matchup, the Celtics are not going to win this game tonight. I, I just don't see it happening. Why? Here, I'm going to give you three reasons. One, their size problem. The one thing the Raptors have is size. They have Pascal Siakam, who's 6'9". They have Serge Ibaka, who's 6'10". They got Marcus Saul, who's 7'1". And those guys control the paints. Then you've got two really quick guards, and Kyle Lowry and, and Fred Van Fleet, who can both get off at any time. And also the fact that the Celtics don't have a healthy Campbell Walker yet, and they rely so heavily on Gordon Hayward Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but really just Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Gordon Hayward's playing really well too, but and then Tice is not really a great offensive player yet. He's, he does a lot of great things on the court to his energy, but 
the Raptors are going to win this game tonight because they're better defensively. They have more size. They play better together. Even though I think Brad Zinn is an unbelievable coach. They don't have as much – like the Raptors just strength the paints, make it really hard for you to score, and they're going to make Boston make beat you by making a lot of threes. But they're going to get into it. Like OG Ananobi is probably going to start on Jason Tatum, and he's physical enough, athletic enough to give Jason Tatum problems. It's going to be a good game, but I have the Raptors winning that game. I, again, the Raptors are right now, I, I would say, my pick to get out of the East. I already said the Celtics, but based on the bubble, I think it's going to be the Raptors. Raptors defend well enough. They play well enough together. They have a great scheme. They're going to win this game tonight. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. New episode coming out Monday. Stay tuned for more episodes. It's going to be on YouTube later. Thank you very much. Have a good one, everyone.